We learned yesterday that King David was punished for calling Torah a song. Like it says in Tehillim 119, Your Torah, your statutes were songs for me in the time, my time of trouble and my time of terror. And for calling Torah a song, King David was punished. And his punishment was that he forgot the halacha, the mitzvah that's found in this week's parsha, that the ark has to be carried on the shoulders, but rather he put it on a wagon. What does this mean? And so the Alter Rebbe explains at the end of Tanya that in order to understand this, we first have to, have to understand what does it mean that King David called Torah a song? <clears throat> What's the song in forbidding or permitting different objects? What does the Torah talk about? What are the details of Torah? This is forbidden. This is permitted. This is how you do this law. This is how you do that law. This one is exempt. This one is obligated. All the details of Torah. How is that a song? So the Alter Rebbe explained this by first introducing the Pasuk, Magadlu Masecha Hashem. How great are your works, O God! Your thoughts are very deep, because it is known that all the worlds, the upper worlds and the lower worlds, are dependent, are hanging on the precise and meticulous performance of a single mitzvah. For instance, if a person brings a carbon, you bring a sacrifice, and the sacrifice, the carbon, was valid according to its myriad details, then a supernal union takes place. Hashem in the upper worlds and all the worlds are elevated to receive more light and more life force and sustenance. There's a cataclysmic, almost nuclear explosion of godly light in all the worlds if the carbon, if the sacrifice is brought properly. But if, for instance, there's a mistake that there's something is not done properly in the carbon, if, let's say, the Kohen received the blood with his left hand instead of the right hand, or not the appropriate vessel, or there's a chatzitza, something separating between his hand and the vessel, then all the elevations of the worlds are nullified, as is their life force and sustenance from the source of life, the Ein Sof. Just because one didn't do one particular detail, so the whole elevation of all the worlds is not affected. It doesn't happen just because of one detail of Torah. And so too, for instance, when a person puts on tefillin, there's revealed through all the worlds the supernal intellect of God, which is the source of all the worlds. When you put on tefillin, you're drawing down the supernal godly intellect. But if, for instance, one required detail is not there in the tefillin, it's missing one letter, then nothing happens then you don't draw this cataclysmic light of God into the worlds. And so we, King David would meditate about this, how great are the works of God. Think about the multiplicity of worlds and everything in all the worlds. I mean, just think about this universe, all the galaxies, and that's only the physical universe, all the spiritual worlds, and all of them are literally null and void when compared to one detail of the Torah. All the worlds are dependent on one specification, one particular detail of Torah. Through one minor specification, all the worlds ascend and receive their life force. And the opposite, God forbid, if one doesn't do something right according to the details of the Torah, then all the worlds descend. So from this we have to meditate the magnitude of the profundity of the Torah, that it's boundless and endless and it infinitely transcends creation. Because the vivifying power, that that the worlds exist, their power comes from just a minor detail of Torah. And through Torah, that's how all the worlds, all the galaxies receive their life force. 
Whereas the Zohar says that all the worlds compared to Torah is like one strand of your hair compared to the rest of your body. That's how radically incomparable all the worlds are to Torah. And this was the delight of King David. This is how King David gladdened himself in his times of troubles. He sang this song of Torah to gladden his heart. What was he essentially singing? That when you learn Torah, you've gotten yourself more than all the worlds. One line of Torah is has in it more godly light than all the worlds. All the worlds are completely nullified compared to one detail of Torah. And so King David would meditate and gladden himself by thinking to himself, imagine if you got, you know those like when you put 25 cents in those machines and you turn the knob and like this bubble comes down and you get like a five cent trinket, you know those little teeny toys, which of course breaks after five minutes. So a little baby cries about it because his little five cent toy broke, but an adult knows it's only a five cent toy. King David knew that vis-a-vis Torah, all the worlds are just a five cent toy. And that for whatever trouble he was experiencing, he would dive into Torah and gladden himself, knowing that he's immersing himself in something infinitely greater than all the worlds. And that's, of course, why this Pasuk is a Pasuk in Tehillim, in 119's Miras Ha'iluchu because it's a wonderful meditation to meditate about Torah. But of course, then we have to understand, so why was King David punished? So what was the punishment for? by meditating how all the worlds are nullified as naught before one detail of Torah. And the answer is that Hashem was saying, don't call them songs, because this quality of Torah, that all the worlds are nothingness compared to one detail of Torah, this is all the chitzonius, the external aspect of Torah. Yes, of course it's true that all the worlds are nothingness compared to it, but that's not what Torah bepanemius and the inner being what Torah really is. That's like saying, imagine you take a 25-carat diamond that's worth millions of dollars, and you say, you know why this is praiseworthy, this diamond? I could use it as a paper holder. I could, you know, I could put uh, it on top of papers to make sure they don't fly off. I mean, you can do that with a diamond, but that's not what a diamond is. A diamond is a 25-carat diamond. Yes, the worlds are all nullified compared to one particular detail of Torah, but that's not what Torah is. You know, B'Pnimius, what Torah really is, the Pnim, the inside, what is Torah? Ein Sof Baruch the essence of God Himself, the Shashu'e HaMelech Bat the pleasure that God takes in His infinite essence and being, that's what Torah is. And therefore, just like when you say vis-a-vis God, all the worlds are as naught, you haven't yet perceived what God is because the worlds are not even a speck of dust compared to Him. So by praising God that He's greater than all the worlds, that hasn't taught you anything about how He infinitely transcends all the worlds. And the same thing applies to Torah because Torah in its pnim, the face of Torah, is the face of God, is Ein Sof Atzmus Samohus, the very essence of God. That can't be praised by vis-a-vis the worlds. And therefore King David was punished. And what was his punishment? He forgot that when the Torah, when the Ark of the Covenant, having the tablets is carried, it has to be carried on four Levium's shoulders and the four Levium face each other face to face. The ones walking in front would face backwards because the whole idea of Torah is all about meditating on the face of Torah. Therefore the faces of the four Levium carrying it had to face each other all facing the 
the Torah, because the face of Torah is mamish God. The pnimius of what every word of Torah is, is mamish HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So since King David only focused on the external aspect of the Torah, therefore he was punished with forgetfulness. Forgetting comes from something that you don't have your whole face, your whole being, your whole inside directed towards. You forget something that's not, not something that you're totally facing. And therefore King David forgot that because he was only praising the Torah, the external aspect of Torah. But it goes without saying, people like us could certainly meditate on that external aspect as well, which is why it's a Pasuk and Tilam. But ultimately, we should always know, whenever we learn Torah, whenever we do a mitzvah, we're connecting to God and becoming with God face to face.